back for another week with Casey Grace. I'm fortunate this week to be joined by a really unique entrepreneur in our community, Carol Espinosa. Carol, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Scott? I'm great. I really thank you for taking your time. It's obvious as I come down to where you're working that you're very busy. We are. With lots going on. So I always like to know, you're in Kansas City now. You're, you're loving it. What, what brought you here? Well, first, thank you for having me here. It is such a pleasure to be able to share um, not only my story, but uh, Freedom's story and ultimately the story of Kansas City as an entrepreneurial city. Um, and I came to the U.S. I'm originally from Brazil. I was born and raised in Rio, where the Olympics cool. just happened. It is a beautiful city. And I came here to go to school. So I went to the University of Kansas. I'm a Jayhawk. Um, back in 2000. So that's what brought me here to begin with. Excellent. Was that a, uh, a KU program, an outreach program, or something that brought you there? So it was a program through the International um, Institute of Education in okay. New York. And it was a two-year process, and I was fortunate enough to get a full tuition waiver scholarship to go to KU. Very cool. So why KU? That's, I mean, come on, that's way different, right? It From is. From a city like Rio to Lawrence. <laughs> it, it, that is the reason why I was looking at different universities. And of course, I couldn't do campus visits. And uh, I had a few options throughout the United States. And when I ended up at the KU website and when I learned about Lawrence, it is the polar opposite of Rio. <laughs> And it, it felt very interesting to try a different way of life in a different city, something that I didn't know yet. I'm, I'm very keen of being uncomfortable. I think that's one of the uh, qualities that allows me to keep going. I like the feeling of not knowing exactly what's going on and learning and slowly becoming more comfortable until I'm okay in a situation. And then I'll look for something else that's uncomfortable <laughs> well, too. It, it sounds like that kind of change would definitely fit that. Was it, uh, I mean, what what do you see when you when you get off the plane there? Is it a total shock? <laughs> it was a complete shock. Very uh, Interestingly enough, the drive from the airport to Lawrence, I saw a lot of cows. <laughs> And I was a little uh, concerned at that point uh, about, you know, am I going to a real city? And uh, arriving in Lawrence, there were so many parking lots. There are no parking lots in Brazil like uh, we have here. Oh, wow. And I... the airport was also a very interesting uh, experience. It was back in 2000, and mm -hmm. everything was made of wood, and it, <laughs> it had the look and feel of a log cabin. And, and it's since been... Um, renovated so it looks very different now and we'll see what's going to happen in the next few years oh that's that's fun so you you had your time at KU and were you business focused there or what no not at all I'm actually an English major oh, with cool. an emphasis in creative writing so I decided to follow my passion without a lot of thought about how I was going to make a living when I graduated <laughs> and um, nobody actually sat me down and said this is wonderful. Now, once you get out of school, what are you going to do with your life? I wasn't thinking about that. So I just decided to um, follow one of my passions, which is writing. So I was involved in theater. I had a play produced and I would travel to theater festivals and it was wonderful. But when I graduated, I didn't want to be a published author. I didn't, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I ended up working for a commercial furniture uh, dealership. Okay. And that's how I got in the industry where I'm at now. Okay. That's, that's great because I think a lot of people would ask, wow, how do you go from theater to 
you know, commercial furniture. Yeah, I don't think anybody's idea of a great career when they're going to college is commercial furniture. <laughs> okay, but but clearly um, it's about more than just chairs and desks. Absolutely, you have Otherwise, a great you point. Otherwise, wouldn't be as excited. No, it is about creating a healthy and happy and creative and whole workspace for people to work at. If you think about it, we spend more time at work than we usually do at home or even sleeping sometimes. So our goal is to create a good workspace where people are happy to come to work and they're therefore more productive and uh, it makes sense business-wise. Okay, so there's the tie to the creativity, definitely. Yes, oh, absolutely. We, uh, and we work with designers uh-huh. and, um, to get our designers to think outside of the box and to find creative solutions to problems and to not do what is done all the time. That's the great challenge. I, I can't help but thinking of, uh, I'm sure everybody says this to you, but thinking of office space when the guy opens the cubicle up so he can see the squirrels. He, yes, he absolutely. Focused on the squirrels. That's a good thing. That is right. <laughs> well, so you started with, with one firm. Um, were you working as a designer or a copywriter for him or what? No, I was actually a project manager. Okay. And it is a small business in Kansas City also. It's one of the biggest office furniture dealerships in Kansas City. And I had a chance to learn and grow. And and I came to really like the industry and what we do. I can't see myself doing anything else right now. And um, when I had the chance to start something on my own, it's again going back to the feeling of being uncomfortable and and how do we make this happen and learning through the process. And it's been six, seven years. and probably the best years of my life and a lot of growth, a lot of personal growth, a lot of professional growth, and it's very, very rewarding. Probably a lot of challenge, too. A lot of challenges. That's par for the course, though. (laughs) Sure. And when you start a business, I think one of the biggest qualities that you can have as a business owner is, um, some people say I'm stubborn. Uh, I'm very determined. So it's about looking at challenges and not giving up until you find a solution. And it may take years to find a solution, but you need to do it smartly. Well, the first challenge there, I mean, you were breaking away from what you said was one of the biggest commercial furniture, you know, dealers in in the area and kind of going in their their area. So, I mean, you've got an instant challenge right there. Has that been a, has that been a a tough competition competition or, have they been, you know, still good to you guys or what? No, they're great. Um, the industry in Kansas City, the uh, commercial furniture industry is very small. Kansas City is a small, big city. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard that before. And the industry has been very well established for a long time. So breaking into a very well established industry as a newcomer, as a new kid on the block, it was extremely hard. In the first few years, it was it was a challenge to go out and call on people and try to tell them how I could help them. Everybody already had a provider and <laughs> nobody was looking to change the status quo. So it took a long time for me to prove the company and to show people, yes, we can add value and give me a chance. And that's where a lot of the local resources in Kansas City helped. Okay, so it's you're walking in and... And basically telling them we're, we're a little different than just your chair and desk guys you right. know, that you've had and things like that. So very cool. So 
what now, if I understand right, you guys are at a point where you're you're in a local incubator, right? We are. And um, you're getting ready to move into your own space. We so are. something has incubated and is ready to hatch. So the program worked exactly as intended. Um, okay. Freedom has been at the Blue Hills Community Center um, small business incubator for a little bit over three years. Okay. And when um, Freedom moved here, it was just me. I was the only employee, and we had we had had a pretty uh, good year the year before. And I had to sit down with the folks here at Blue Hills and explain to them the business model. And they, they saw the potential, and they knew that an incubator is supposed to do just that, right? You're not supposed to be comfortable here. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to say, oh, we have below market rates and I'm going to pay my low rent and I'm going to stay here. This is supposed to be a stepping stone to the next level of the business, whatever that next level is. And I came in with that mindset and I knew that I wanted to grow and we've had growth beyond what I even imagined. So we're very, very fortunate and we work really hard. So the program worked the way it was supposed to. It was just me. And we're now four full-time employees. We have designer and project management and business development. And we're doing a lot of really cool things with technology, applying brand new technologies to our industry that is not being done by anybody else here in Kansas City. I got to think that the application of VR is going to be huge in your industry, eventually. It uh, it is. It's huge for us right now. It helps a lot for people to visualize a space and experience the space, and it helps us to communicate a vision because not everybody is a, can visualize things in their mind uh, before seeing it. So instead of coming in with finished samples and brochures and saying, imagine this piece and this finish going over here in this two-dimensional floor plan, <laughs> we just build it out in 3D. We put you in goggles and you can experience the space and we can make changes live. While you're in there, you can point at something, say, I'm not sure this works right there. We can move it. We can change finishes. We can change the piece. Well, and you can go so far as to to change lighting effects and everything, too, can't you? We so can. if people say, it, it feels a little dark in here, you say, well, we can add these lights or we can knock a window in, all that Absolutely. stuff, Absolutely. Right? That all happens, and we pull uh, real architectural finishes in, so you have your own pink collar, you have your own um, flooring, and, and oh, everything amazing. works together. It is, And it's also a lot of fun. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm terrible at visualizing stuff like that. That's why I don't paint my own house, because <laughs> I hate it. And well, if you want to, we can look. show you. We can show you different looks before you I do like it this. next time. <laughs> Well, very cool. So, yeah, Blue Hills, um, there's a lot of incubators in Kansas City mm-hmm. um, in different types, but I feel like this is one that people haven't heard about so much because it, it's not, yay, tech-focused, look, Sprint's doing it or something, right? What What is their drive here? What drew you? So, Blue Hills is specifically for construction industry contractors. That's different. And um, what Sprint is doing is amazing. We mm-hmm. have a lot of great incubators um, and shared workspace places in Kansas City that are helping grow our economy. But I can't think of anybody else in Kansas City that's focused on an industry that's not tech. 
Yeah. And the difference between uh, the tech industry and the construction industry is that when you're growing a construction-related business in Kansas City, you can't pack up and move if you get better incentives somewhere else. So a, a tech company in Kansas City right now, if they get a better, you know, if they get a tax break somewhere else, off they can to California. Or they can move like to that. California and they can do their business the same way that they do it from Kansas City. Okay. We're building roots and we can't move. The business is based in Kansas City. Yeah, it's one thing to have clients here, but you're going to have, you know, other vendors that you use. Correct. And strong relationships with developers, et cetera, that will have long-term projects. You can't just get that overnight. No. As you mentioned earlier, it's Absolutely. hard to break into. It is. So we're building a community. We're building infrastructure. We're moving to Westport right now. And uh, Freedom has been in Kansas City, Missouri by design from the beginning. I love Kansas City, Missouri has become my home. Um, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a KCMO girl. That's, that's great. That's, that's a fact. I can't change that. And I want the growth of the company to contribute to Kansas City, Missouri. I want the uh, tax dollars that Freedom is paying to go back to the Kansas City, Missouri community. Very cool. So sounds like very soon you're you're moving out of this. And you said to Westport, right? Correct. Okay. Is this, did you build a building or are you looking for, is it something historical or what is it? So we're very excited. We actually, Freedom purchased a building that was the original Westport Post Office. That seems like a great connection because if there's anything people would associate with unhappy workplaces, <laughs> it's a post office, right? Oh, absolutely. It looks nothing like a post <laughs> office on the inside. So the outside of the building looks just the way it did when it was built in, I think, 1920s. So the, uh, the facade is the same. Once you walk in, you're just blown away by how different it is. And we're doing some really cool, interesting things. That is 7,000 square feet of wide open space. Wow. And we're utilizing that to create um, an open, collaborative work environment. Uh, so we have focus areas. We have collaboration. We have rejuvenation spaces. We have learning spaces. We have social spaces because you need all of that to be able to find balance. So you're not just going to line it up and say, we're getting 16, 25 square foot cubicles out of this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. That's good. I mean, but there's a balance, right? Correct. As, as designers, um, yeah, it's been very cool to have the open workspace and the ping pong table and stuff like that. And those things are important, but you can go too far that way, can't you? You can. So you don't want to hear about your office mate's cat's visit to the vet. <laughs> So, and if you're working on a deadline, if you need to focus on what you're doing, you need to have a space where you go to that you're not going to be disturbed. So throughout our space, we have an open collaborative area, which is where everybody's going to work and we're not even doing assigned seating. So it is purely activity-based workplaces. Okay. So if you want to work from an open collaborative area, you just pick a, sit, a seat and you, you do that. If you have to focus, we have uh, phone booths, we have meeting rooms, we have okay. a conference room, we have a training room if you need to you know, bring somebody to teach you something. And we're also very excited to be creating an education center. Okay, so, what's... Uh, Tell me about that. <laughs> That's interesting. It is. Um, and, uh, education is one of my passions. 
personally, and I think that we can solve a lot of problems in society by making sure that everybody has access to good education, everybody has access to the same chances. And um, Kansas City Public Schools is one of our largest clients, so we've been fortunate enough to help and to see the difference that the physical space can make to how kids learn, how kids behave, how kids want to grow. So part of our effort is mm -hmm. to help our current client and anybody else who wants to utilize the space to experience what a 21st century classroom can be like. Very so cool. we'll be bringing in the latest in technology and the latest in furniture um, to create a place where we can bring students in and they can try it and teachers can use it and the community can come and teach classes from there and we can get feedback and we're going to continually change that space to make it better. So this sounds like it's kind of a test lab for educational concepts, which I got to think spill over into customer interaction concepts for businesses. Yes, absolutely. so much of what businesses do is educate a customer once that's, they have, right? That's absolutely right. And it's changing okay. so quickly. So when you look at um, K through 12 education, they're trying to create an, a collaborative atmosphere. So you're changing the teacher from being passive, just standing in the front of the room to being um, more of a facilitator in working with the kids in different groups, different activities. Then you get high school, you want to make it look more like college. And then you get to the higher ed level, you want to make it look more like a business environment because that's what that's where you're doing. Exactly. That's interesting timing because, I mean, just this week, I remember reading about some of the guys that went to South by Southwest's mm -hmm. education summit uh, or education presentations this week. One of the guys from Kansas City, uh, Adam Arredondo, was mentioning very specifically how our education system is was built for another time, uh, and we're exactly not right. preparing students on a pathway for the type of work we have now, and, so, and the type of work we're going to have in the future. Because most of the jobs that the kids who are going to school now will have in the 15, 20 years from now haven't even been created. We don't know what they're going to be like. They're going to come up with them. Absolutely. And kids are learning and they're growing up in a different way that you and I grew up. So touch screens are given. You see two-year-olds using tablets all by themselves. So that's what they know. <laughs> they're connected 24-7. And teachers, we still have teachers teaching right now who grew up with black and white television. Yeah. So we need to close that gap and get everybody on the same page and get teachers to use this technology to their advantage. Because if you're engaging students, you have more control of the classroom and they're going to want to learn instead of just being on Netflix or uh, Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is the kids do these days. Yeah, it's going to be something different next year, I'm right. sure. So, well, that's really cool. So you guys are moving down to Westport to, to have your space and your educational space, everything. That's going to create a bit of a synergy because like the Lean Lab, 
folks are right down there. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that's going to integrate very closely with what they're doing. That's what we're hoping for. Westport as a community is growing right now. It's very cool to see different neighborhoods and different communities growing within Kansas City. And it's going to be really, really interesting when those communities and neighborhoods start bleeding into each other. And we have one big city where everything is connected. So to be able to be a part of Westport's growth in that way uh, is really exciting. Very cool, because I've I've had other people hit it before, how we have a lot of divisions in Kansas City still. And, you know, those micro-growths that you're talking about will grow those areas together. You know, one example that people have used is Crossroads and 18th and Vine. They're so close, but there's such a gap there right now. There you know? is. And then, you know, Westport to the plaza, things like that, just slowly growing together and mm-hmm. connecting the city better. That's right. Cool. And we used to be located at 18th and Vine, uh, Freedom okay. was, before it moved to the Blue Hills Incubator. So I, I have a pretty good idea of what, you know, it was a little bit isolated from everything else. But if you look like three years um, after we were there, it looks very different now. It's changing fast. It is changing fast. That's good. So when do you guys hope to be over in Westport? When is everything going to be kind of done? So this summer is what we're shooting for. We're uh, about to start construction renovation uh, with Jay Dunn. Very cool. Local firm. uh, Local firm. We really like working with Jay Dunn. They have a great minority contractor business development program. And Freedom was a part of that program. So two people from Freedom went through the program and we graduated um, two, three years ago. And uh, we're getting Jay Dunn's support on this specific project, our own showroom, because we're bringing minority and woman-owned subcontractors to work. So we have a lot of graduates from the Jay Dunn program and a lot of... uh, companies that are in the Blue Hills Incubator right now that are coming in and we're not bidding out the project. We're just, we're picking the minority and woman-owned businesses Mm -hmm. that we want to work with and they're helping us build this space because along with Jay Dunn, we want to show the city what small businesses can do. Well, that's got to, that's got a lot of things wrapped into it. I mean, number one, you've got a, a large historical local firm helping out small business, which is fantastic. I it think is. that's a huge part of Kansas City. Yes, it is. But the second thing there for them, um, as a giant contractor that probably works on a lot of uh, federal projects, they do. they're going to have to have um, diversity goals to meet a lot of those standards. And it, and it helps that too, doesn't it? They absolutely do. And Jaden's goal is to help eyes become better subcontractors because they have very high standards mm-hmm. on what they do. And um, it is one thing to have a, a certification and to be able to check a box, but it's right. something else entirely to have a really good subcontractor <laughs> that, oh, by the way, I can check the box for you. It's not only about the, the box checking. It's no. about competency first. Absolutely. And it just so happens that you fill that square. Right. And I look at those certifications as icing on the cake. We still have a responsibility to be good subcontractors, to provide good services and provide good products. So Jay Dunn helps a lot of local businesses grow and step up to the plate. That's cool. I didn't know that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. That's neat. Well, you've been here now in the Kansas City area, Lawrence, quite a while now, like almost 20 years, right? 
So you've got to know it pretty well and you consider it home. So I'm always interested in what you might consider your your hidden gems around town, things that you think everybody else should should know about. Absolutely. And um, sometimes I'm a little bit torn. Uh, there are great restaurants that I go to mm-hmm. and I kind of want to keep them all to myself. <laughs> everybody says that. <laughs> but no, I will uh, definitely share. So there are... Um, we're going to start with a restaurant. There's a restaurant in Brookside called Chai Shai. And that's an Indian and Pakistani food. Okay. It is absolutely amazing. So I highly recommend it. That's a new one. Nobody's brought that one up yet. Oh, so wonderful. That's good. You should give it a try. I will. Um, we're going to move on to comedy. Uh, in Westport, uh, we're actually going to become neighbors uh, with the Cake Comedy uh, Theater. So KC Improv Company puts shows there. Um, uh, every Saturday, you can go in and watch one or two improv shows. And this is one of the things that I decided to try myself to get out of my no comfort way. zone. That, that does sound so, uncomfortable. <laughs> it was extremely uncomfortable. But improv is a great way um, for you to learn. I, I figured I should get better at public speaking and not be... I'm very shy, so I didn't want to be so shy. You were in uh, theater, though. Uh, well, I was writing theater, so oh, I was behind okay. the scenes. Okay, fair enough. Um, but with improv, I was actually on stage, and it's all—it's uh, not scripted, so you—it's—it's it's a little <laughs> scary, it's a little nerve-wracking, but it's a very safe environment because everyone is working together to create something good. So your ideas are never shut down. And uh, if you ever want to watch a good improv show, I would definitely recommend Saturday nights. At the Cake Comedy uh, Theater. Outstanding. And Kansas City also has a couple of really good bike rides. I don't know if you ever heard about the Tour the Barbecue mm-hmm. and the Tour the Beer. So, uh, and the Tour the Barbecue is actually for a charity, so you can d- contribute to Children's Mercy Hospital and to the KU Medical Center for Cancer Research. And you can decide how many miles. They have three programs, and I usually do 35 miles. And I'm not always training for those, but it's really interesting. So you ride for five, six, seven miles. You stop, and you eat barbecue at a local Kansas City place. Then you ride a little bit more. Then you eat more barbecue at a different place. So you get to compare (laughs) and figure out which ones you like the most. And you can do the same thing with beer. We have great breweries in Kansas City. So it, it's a very slow pace. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it gets harder towards the end, and you need to pace yourself with how much barbecue you're going to eat and how much beer you're going to drink. But it's a great way to explore the city. Uh, very cool. Very and a cool. great way to contribute to a good cause. And uh, we do it in big groups, and everyone is very relaxed about it. So it is, and I don't know how hidden of a jam those are, but they're that's definitely okay. jams. Love the explanation of them. Yeah. So that's very good. Well, you had mentioned too that those are for good causes. Do you have any any local causes that, that are especially important to you that you'd like to work on, you'd like to bring to light? Absolutely, I do. So as I told you, education is at the forefront of mm-hmm. my mind uh, and freedom also as a business. So uh, we get 100% of our employees volunteering uh, for Lead to Read oh, okay. KC, which is a program with the Kansas City Public Schools. And you get to go and read with 
um, first uh, like preschool kids and middle school kids and elementary school kids. So we're right now reading with first graders every Wednesday uh, during lunchtime. And it's the best lunch break that we get all week. And it's very rewarding to see the kids get better because you're with them for the whole school year. Well, so, and I don't know the numbers, but I, I know there have been tons of studies saying that a child being read to as they develop is one of the, the top things you can do absolutely. to encourage their development. Absolutely. And they get to see people who are different from them and people. uh, So uh, there are some uh, Kansas City Police Department folks who read with us, too. And sometimes they come in uniform, so they automatically look cooler than we are. (laughs) Of course. But to see the kids interacting with those police officers and to see them reading together, you're creating community. You're building a bond, a relationship that will make a difference in the long run. Yeah, that's a positive interaction yes, versus is. a lot of negative portrayals that are that are done right now. Absolutely. So. And we're usually, um, we try to go to schools that are actually east of truce. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, working with kids who uh, sometimes don't have good chances in life. So we're trying to help them see what they can become and uh, what they need to do to become good people and uh, happy and successful. Very cool. What a cool project. So Yes, it is. Well, Carol, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Obviously, you've got a lot going on. I mean, it's Wednesday, so clearly you're going to read. But um, It's spring break today. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're lucky. Which but. means we're going to miss the kids. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, this has been a blast to understand kind of, you know, how somebody comes to this from the ground floor that, you know, you wouldn't probably expect would land in Kansas City. I wasn't expecting either. It's very challenging, but very rewarding. And thank you for taking the time and love the podcast. All right. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. You too. Okay. So if you were wondering how office furniture can excite someone, well, now you know. I really love how Carol just brings out her passion for designing these great spaces. And it's so much more than just furniture, to to be honest. If you have a need for designing a new or a different space for your business, I'd check Freedom out. I bet they could help you. So thanks again to Carol for taking her time to, to share her story with us. I really enjoyed it. Also, this week... I'd like to highlight a new partnership that we have here at Casey Greats. Startland News, a local online publication that covers our area's entrepreneurship and startup world, has partnered with us to help spread our stories to more folks in the area. Many of our guests are in the startup community here in Casey, so when they are, Bobby Birch and his team at Startland have agreed to simply share the episode with their audience. I just want to say a huge thank you to Bobby for the opportunity to share our stories with more listeners. We can't do this, any of this, by ourselves. If you haven't checked out Startland before, I would say you need to now. Get over to www.startlandnews.com and check it out. If you sign up for their mailing list, uh, you'll get outstanding updates on what's going on here in, in the Kansas City startup and entrepreneur community. And... I think you'll find stuff not only to just read about, but when they publicize events or put on events, you'll really enjoy going to those too. So 
Thanks again for joining us this week. I'll see you next time.